baby, we got a fun one for you this week. We go oh up, down, left, right. And do a do the hokey pokey and turn ourselves around. Uh, absolutely. This week we have an incredible comedian, uh, actress, lifestyle guru. And a bagel enthusiast. The amazing Beth Stelling is on the show with us today. And we really, honestly, we talk about everything. We talk about um, bagel orders. We talk about uh-huh. relationships. We uh-huh. talk about stand-up comedy. We talk about uh-huh. her filming her HBO special. Uh-huh. It's a, it, what a great conversation. It, it was, was so pretty good. Deep. Yeah, it got real deep. I really love Beth. And we teach Beth about sand gay. Yeah, why'd we do that? I did that. You brought it up. Yeah, I gotta stop doing that to straight people. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Jason, Jason Derulo. <laughs> no wait, J. That's it goes January, January. No, it's June. June. Ooh, whoops. Well, you get it. Goodbye. It's not June. July. It's July. Ju- no, it's not. July. It August, is July, September. August. Fuck. Okay. Oh my God. Stop. Thanks for listening. Forever. Dog. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you sloppy, stupid, little fuck, you, little fuck, you, dirty, little fuck. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball, and that's Big Dipper. And welcome back to Sloppy Seconds. A.K.A. the Micro Machines. Person. <laughs> person. <laughs> the Micro Machines. Person. Where is that Micro Machines person these days? Died in a fire. I, <gasps> just kidding, I don't know. Oh my goodness. We fall. What? Okay, well, we need to jump right in because we have an amazing, special, it was beautiful. Micro Machine pile up. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it took a really long time for them to pile up to his human size. Um, our guest today, get ready for some hilarious comedy with a side of deadbeat dad jabs. Yo. And some fucked up relationship stories. Well, maybe not. I don't know. It's comedian Beth Stelling. Hey, it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Great to see you. I know, in the flesh, finally. I saw you in a park. Yes, Elliot. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, H. Allen, aka Sadie Pines, Pines. was there. Yes. But that's where I met your new. Boy boy. Yeah. Boy. What is that boy. word? What is it? I think it's B-O-Y. Is it Bo? Bo? That's Bo or Boo. Bo, Bo, I guess, is B-E-A-U. Yeah. I would just say this guy I'm seeing. Yeah. <laughs> the dick the dick you ride. Let's yeah. Wow. The dick I ride. Um, but he's very like impressive. <laughs> he's six foot six. Yeah. Holy it's shit. A whole, it's a whole lot of man. I was I like, know, oh, you're a tall lady. I am tall. tall I said, I got a king size bed and I started hooking up with a six foot six <laughs> huge football player, dude. I was like, if you build it, <laughs> well, it's come. the universe at work. Yes. That's amazing. Um, how's your pandemic been? Oh, well, you know, a lot of it was spent staring at a wall wondering who I am. I felt sad at times. <laughs> I felt I did Nicole's podcast and I, there were some comments like, "Well, this wasn't very funny." I was like, "You be fun and funny in a pandemic." Yeah. <laughs> when when the only way to be fun and funny is like 
on a laptop in a microphone yeah. on yeah, a it really Zoom call. And also, you don't cancel. Like you know, it's not wake up. <laughs> well, I feel like a podcast today. Yeah, it's right. like <laughs> a week, you know, two weeks later. Like oh, today's a podcast. I, I said I would do. <laughs> I get better sit up. <laughs> but I mean, that's how I felt the whole time too. Uh, this podcast got so dark for a little bit in oh, the middle of it because yeah. we couldn't even be fun. We were just like, yeah. I don't want to leave the house. I can't go anywhere. It was dark. Yeah, I think you have to obviously share that. It sounds cheesy, but it's like people need to hear it that even, even celebs even have problems. <laughs> well, they're just even. like us. <laughs> They're just like us. No, but it is important to hear because like I, yeah, I definitely had some dark times for sure. Yeah. And and also I'm still questioning some of my relationship choices and who I was with and how much I underestimated because when the break happened, uh -huh. basically for people that don't know, I'm a stand-up comic. I've been doing it for about 15 years. So I tour and uh, right before March 7th, 2020, I filmed my special Girl Daddy for HBO Max. Right. And wow, you hit every single thing I have written wow. down. That was right before, <laughs> truly. Like the following week, I had this vestige of the tour to do the St. Louis Funny Bone. I didn't need it, but like when you're trying to plan your special taping, yeah. you're trying to obviously have a lot of um, gigs leading up to it to practice to get the reps in. Yeah. And then sometimes whatever date you land on, whatever venue opens up. I, might, I was about to do Chicago, but I landed on Minneapolis at the Varsity Theater. And, that's and it could have been up. before or after, so it's like that's yeah. why I kept St. Louis. Point being, <laughs> the next week I'm supposed to do St. Louis, and the world is like, just kidding. There's a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic. And so, to be honest with you, I just filmed a special. I didn't really want to do the funny bone. And I was like, well, I better go home to keep people safe. You know? <laughs> um, so I did. I didn't do that show, but then I, I just – so wait, was the last show you did my the special. taping of your yes. special? Yeah. So oh that put me in a God. really weird place where thank goodness I got it done. I mean, yeah. who knows if I would still be here. I might have like, if I didn't get it done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Two years later, I can't do that special yeah. two years later. Right. We're not the same people no. anymore. That's So crazy. thank goodness I got it done. But then, just like anything is, you know, when you've created a piece of work, it's done. Sometimes you want to go away and like curl up and just be like, I'm done, rest, and then get back out there. Well, I just sat for two years. And yes, of course I could have written, but I hated everybody that was writing. <laughs> I hated everybody that got a green screen and was like, I have a new podcast. I was like, everybody, we're supposed to take a nap, lay down. Right, right. You know, like I was like mad for pe at people for being productive because I oh, wanted I to stop. The same way. I, same. I was so happy. I was like, oh my gosh, everybody's being told to take a nap. Yeah. Like, take a nap. I Listen. I was the kid at preschool that was like, lay back down on the cot, <laughs> you know? And so that I just wanted to take that nap and then people started making their own way, oh, it, which I get it. Of course I get it. You have to like, can, the show must go on. But because I sat for two years, like it's hard to get back on the bike. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like as, as a stand up, I've been doing it for 15 years, but still, it, it's still scary to try a new joke or do something new. And then when you have nothing and you're starting over, I was like, yes, I know how to do it, but I'm not confident in it. Absolutely. I've, I felt like I completely lost like my interview ability because I had to go on a red carpet and interview all these people. And I was just like, I forgot completely how to volley, how to like talk to people. I've mm -hmm. been locked in my house for two years. Yeah. It was no good. Yeah. Yes. It was not a good video. For me, it was all about stamina. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the thing. Fat. Well, because I got fat and because I sat and I didn't yeah. even sit up. You know, mm -hmm. I was horizontal. Yeah. But Lay down I, for those podcasts. Yeah. But the idea of like what you're saying is you, when you're constantly doing shows, 
you will throw one new joke in, two new jokes yes. in. You'll try like a new little area for a little bit. And then you slowly, it's it's a much more gradual experience. Yes. But when you haven't done anything for two years, yeah. then you start again. You're like, oh, no, this is hitting a brick wall. Run. Yes. I mean, I when I'm te- like, I don't teach stand up because I actually don't know. Like, of course, I think it's great if you need to take a class to get into it. That's totally fine. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying like what I do can't be taught. <laughs> I'm just saying like I actually don't know how to teach you. I can give yeah. you some prompts. I can give you advice and stuff. But point being, I have given a, like a random workshop, and sometimes I volunteer with the stand up with comedy around LA and teach kids. Yeah. And what I say is like, when I first started, I was like, I'll never have a set list. I'll never repeat a joke. I'll never hook up with comics. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I had these rules for myself and it's like, no, you will repeat a joke because you must. I mean, yeah. that's just- yeah, you have to get better. I, like, I respect you if you're out there improvising every set, go have fun. That's crazy. But if you're going to make a special, you are basically, and this is making me sound a little more important than it is, but it's a rock on a beach and every time, every set is a wave over it, making it into a beautiful jewel or a marble. You're okay. softening or something. Come on, So metaphors. to walk out onto the beach and there's this huge freaking rocky boulder, you're like, I'm out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have it in me to do this again. You know, and I spent so much time not. Yeah. And I loved the break. But what happened was, I think, I underestimated how much me as a person, my personality uh, or characteristics of me were getting out of performing. Because I, I was never – there's two types of performers, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The ones who show up to the bar and there's two people and they're like, let's do it. <laughs> and then the other person is like, well, I'll see you guys at home. Yeah. I'm going home. I'm not doing I'm this. not doing it for two people. Not because you're rude or a diva, but because you're like, nah, I'd like to sleep. Right. Yeah. They don't need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just two. Like, I'm more that, typically. <laughs> I am, too. You know? Same. And it's Absolutely. not because I don't care. Or I, You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just sort of like, eh, so let's save it. Yeah. yeah. Right? You guys don't want to have this. And so- I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing also, it for two people, Also, in situations like that, if it's two people that aren't even there for the show, I'm not forcing my drag <laughs> Exactly. The last thing I'm going to do is force you to watch this and That's not how I like feel. it. Yeah. That's how I, I'm already struggling to think that you want to hear me talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, but I, but because I'm like that, I underestimated how much I get from touring, mm-hmm. apparently, because it really freaking reared its ugly head in my personal relationships. I was like needing more from these people. I didn't even like them. People I was hooking up with. It was just like I was so reliant on them. Like it made me realize like, geez, I thought I was okay. But like <laughs> I need to like maybe love myself more or something. Well, no, this is this is interesting. I mean, okay, so our show, we do two a week on this show. That's a lot. So we're yeah. we're talking a lot on the air. For a minute um, there, I thought this was my only friend. And then I was like, no, it's Stockholm Syndrome. Right. <laughs> like we what we went through a lot was like we hopped back on and we were like, well, do you want to talk about the thing that happened on TV again? Like, yeah. just and and now that we're like out in the world and doing stuff, we're constantly talking about drag shows we do and the yeah. gigs and like traveling and mm-hmm. hookups and like and the, all of the these things. Are like sort of coming yeah. out again. You're like, and it's oh, like, life, oh, life funny. again. Yeah, That's it feels wild. much better to tour, and I'm reminded that I am more independent than I think I am, and that touring does give me energy. And because because even as a performer, I would argue that as I've aged and as I yeah, mostly just age and the experience of performing. I'm deaf. I find myself to be more introverted. Like even after a show, yeah. I I've been trying to get myself to look up a little more when mm-hmm. people say like nice things because you know you can feel the tides turn when you're first starting touring. No one's there to see you. It feels like an ambush show. You're like, yeah. why am I here? And then once you build a fan base, like drops in a bucket, 
you can feel it when more people are there to see you than not. And that feels good. Yeah. So when people are coming up to you after a show where I used to be so terrified to have to stand there and sell my terrible CDs, very upsetting. Yo. Embarrassing. And then now it's like people actually want to talk to me and say things like, hey, you did this for me or here's what I'm up to. Thank you so much. I'm a fan. And, and I'm like looking down and it's like, Beth, just like try to look up and revel in it it and like be happy but i find myself for sure being a little more shy like because i was never a partier so i'm not like yes you at the bar across the street (laughs) right they're like do you want to hang out with us i'm like we just did for an hour (laughs) we were all all in the room i talked to you for an hour you listen i got what i needed i'd like to go home (laughs) well okay so let's i want to run it back to the the beginning in Chicago. Yeah. Yes. Because I know you from Chicago. Yes, and I... You sell merch that say The Bagel Days? Uh, the, the Bagel, bagel Years. T- the Bagel Years. Yeah. Which is when you ate bagels or when you worked at the, the shop that had bagels? I mean, I could have been paid in bagels and I would have been happy. I worked there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was in the Bagel dollop, Biz. right? Wasn't it well, I was, So I was in the Bagel Biz from... <laughs> Sophomore year of college. That's Meatball's dream, The bagel biz, mama. Yes. (laughs) And then I left uh, college and moved to Chicago, and I worked at another bagel shop of of a graduate of the college I just left. And I was there for, I think, three, two years. What's your bagel order? um, It's a hard one because I I love so many. Um, But I would say a messy Katie, which is a Bialy with... Cream cheese, turkey. You gotta know a bialy, the difference. Okay, so a bagel is um, a bialy is not boiled before it's baked, so it's less dense than a bagel. Okay. It also has no hole in the bottom, and oh. so it has no hole in the bottom, but the top does have a hole, and it's kind of like onions and poppy seeds and a little salt. That and sounds good. It's really uh-huh. good, and so in a little less dense. So you could argue maybe healthier, but that's not its appeal. <laughs> the appeal is that the sandwich stays in it, you know. Yeah. And um, I made up a shirt that didn't sell well, but it was Bialy, you can be. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you so know, they can't all be winners, but be winners. I will tell you, drops in a bucket, I'm sure there's a there's mm-hmm. a fan base for that yeah. shirt. Thank you. Um, so I worked there forever, ate there. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I would eat when I got there uh, on my lunch break and one to go. So yeah, I was just Why really, wouldn't you? Wow. I was just eating a lot of bagels. I like a classic. I, I as an adult, I have grown to love like a tomato and cucumber Yum. like on the cream bagel. Quick cream cheese. Yeah. Cheese? Yes, of yes. course. Ooh, but I am a I'm red onion. Okay, yes. so the capers get me. I You're not a caper boy. It just doesn't Caper boy. Yeah. Caper. <laughs> it doesn't vibe with me. But I am a like scallion cream cheese, okay. everything bagel. Mm. Like cucumber. What's your bagel spot here? I don't have there's one. There's like not what? a good one here. Guys, Wait, there's Maury's. Go- okay. There's Freeman's does have bagels. There's Bell's Bagels in Highland Park. There's What? what? Wait, is Bell's I the one? I know every donut shop. I don't know bagel shop. Is okay. Bell's the one where you can walk up to the window? Yeah, it's But over, I don't think they do it anymore. They moved across okay. the street. So that was confusing. One time I ordered it. <laughs> they switched you in the know pandemic. The bagels. I know the bagel world, the underworld. <laughs> Um, yes, one time, in fact, I like, they probably have a voice from me that they like play and make fun of me. Um, because I ordered one time and went to Hi-Hat yes. in Highland Park, which is where it used to be out of that hot chicken area yeah. window. And I'm like, I go there and I'm like, well, I've been scammed. I'm officially, I ordered the bagels I paid for it. They're not here. I've been scammed. I leave an email that was like, well, I paid for them, but they're not here. And I'm losing my mind. Little did I know if bagels could talk, they'd be like, we're over here, babe. You know, they were across the street, <laughs> down one street. Yeah. <laughs> so they moved next to like, uh, I forget what it's called, Uptown Cafe or something. I mean, okay, I'm just still in my down Chicago the way. mind right now. Yeah. But yeah. Just across the street and 
and back a little towards. Got it. Mine is okay. a classic Bell, locks. Bells? Bells Bagels is the Highland Park area, but there's okay. tons of options all over. I don't know. Have you ever had a Yum Yums? Um, for a bagel? Yeah. No. No, that's bad. Yum Yums is not good. I've never had Sam's it either. I just see it everywhere. So okay, but everyone good. talks about Courage. Courage is fine. They're an interesting bagel. It's crunchy on the outside, soft in the center, and you're going to get what you like, which is these veggies on it. Mm. And sometimes they go a little haywire with, with the sprouts, but it is good. The line is long. When there's a sprout on something, they'll just stack yeah. it up. It's like a wig. It's filler. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a wig just stacked on top of it. Sprouts, the wigs of vegetables. Wigs All right, vegetables. let's take a little break. Oh, okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would, like, pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just... I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch their anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back! <laughs> now... You went to college. Wait, I just want to say your bagel order, though. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, lox cream Locks. cheese. Oh, okay. capers. Interestingly enough, I'm not a lox person. I don't Me hate either. salmon, but I just never do it. It's got to be good lox. Though. I hear like you. half the time when I order it when I'm in New York, it'll be delivery, and I just end up taking the lox off <laughs> and eating the rest of it. Yeah. How do you know it's bad? Fishy smell. Because it tastes bad, and it's brown. like a little too oily. The yeah. brown is fine. That's just like where there's more blood in it. Mm -hmm. But it like if it's like stringy, it's no good. Yeah. As a Jew, it is like one of my shames that I. Don't don't that you eat, don't eat really it. eat lox. I'm not a lox person. I don't know. But I do like salmon. I'll tell you that. I love salmon. Yeah. yeah. I'm also not a I Meepo, I feel like you need to take me out for sushi because I am not like a sushi person. <gasps> There's well, a really good one right by my house. And now up. you are here in LA. Where'd you, you grow up? I grew up in Texas. Texas. Well, okay. all over. See, I was but... Ohio, and so sushi was never oh, yeah. anywhere oh, no. near I us. didn't eat sushi until I was like well into college. Sushi? Yeah. Sushi. Sushi. <laughs> oh, yes. Sushi. Um, um, okay, wait, so. Wait, I want to know what got you started in, in stand-up. Yeah. Because we've talked about it, but like. Uh-oh. 
Oh no! Wow. Got the wrong hole. Just the COVID. Yeah. How many holes are there? I don't know. Oh. In just, your throat, just the two. There's right? two. And the two meaning one goes to your lungs wow. and the other goes down your esophagus. I need to look at a chart. But does it? Let's does not it, get medical. But here. it's all your esophagus. Where's the split happen? It's the bronchi. What? Isn't that what they call okay. the bron- bronchi? Bronchia. Trachea. 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 Aorta. <laughs> Aortic valve. Femur. Dead. I'm dead. Okay. Hip. What? Yeah. Meatball broke. Broke his hip. And it's been hurting recently. Oh, no. Is it I about know. to tornado? I have to go back to another Hold physical on. therapist. Hold on. Did you have, really have a chip out of your hip? Yeah, I broke it doing a stand-up show. Oh, no. um, well, I was oh, yeah, thinking. It was with Bobcat Goldway. <laughs> yeah. And my good friend Amy Miller was in the audience. Yes, I who I didn't Amy. know was in the audience until like a year ago when she was like, I saw you break your hip. Oh my. But I was do I was performing, I want to dance with somebody, broke my hip, oh. and then was reaching out being the like, irony. help. And they're all help. like, help. <laughs> and they're like, ha, 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 what a funny joke. Yeah, and you're like, no, I'm I was like, hurt. no, I'm in pain. Please save me. Um, and that was the last time I was at the Globe Theater. Where was it? Orpheum. Okay. No, the last time you were at the Globe Theater, you were passing out poppers to a poorly attended bear party. <laughs> and you had been exposed to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good weekend. It was a good time. Okay, so when you were young, did you like look at stand-up? Like, did you watch no. comedians? No. I was never a... What, what, what we might call a student of stand-up. Okay. okay. Yeah, we didn't have cable growing up. Not in any sort of creepy way. Just like in a poor way. <laughs> What's the creepy way? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I just pictured some, for yeah, some there's reason, like, like... You know, you always know the kid who didn't have yeah. cable. I didn't you were that cable. kid. Yeah. And smelled like mold. And, and didn't, didn't have didn't electricity. Have yeah. They had an icebox. Icebox, outhouse. Yeah. We had an old icebox, but that wasn't the fridge. <laughs> Well, I I definitely okay. So, I did have a podcast <laughs> with my mom. Right, we interview yes. people's moms, and one of the themes, which is I don't think is a surprise, and didn't even have to be sc- discovered on our podcast necessarily, is that a lot of comedians and performers are the youngest of their family. Oh, oh are you? Yeah, me too. Interesting, right? Weird. I gotta, like, I gotta talk to your mom. I am a scientist. If you want me to, we, my mom and I, whatever. We gotta restart. Nikki that doesn't podcast. talk. She doesn't. Ta- she doesn't take ownership of me. Some people say no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I obviously ask my friend who's the kid, and then some people are like, "Please don't talk to my mom." And then others are like, "Yeah, of course, call her." Yeah, and it's that kind of speaks a, volumes. It yes. is kind of a fun. What would you like to call it? Audio scrapbook for you. Yeah. You know, like. We had Maria, Maria Bamford's mom on, and she passed, unfortunately, like in the last Whoa. year. Oh, no. And it's like she gets to have like this oh, hour of her mom talking about her, you know. So cool. And it's a unique Obviously, experience that's a bit morbid, too. But yeah. no, because no, the person is not present, right? right. It's you, it's just your me mom, and, my mom and, the, and their the mom. mom. Yeah. Um, and you, how many of those episodes did you do? You did like I think we did like sixteen or something. Yeah, that's amazing. We got to find another home. It's called We Called Your Mom. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's still on Spotify and everything. Yeah. But we just need to find another home. I also just want to mention I did meet your mom one time a very long time ago. What? She came out to I saw you when you first moved to L.A. Whoa. and it was a show in Highland Park and it was canceled. No, it, oh. it happened. <laughs> What are no, you been up to happened. on the internet, Beth? No, I was gonna, I was gonna say because if you were at, did I do that? Okay, thank God. I thought you were gonna say you were at the one where because I ended up writing. My mom and I showed up. It was at a wine bar, I think, no, in Highland Park. No, not okay. that one. And my and my mom, the show was canceled because of low attendance. And my mom looked at the comics and she goes, "Snow day." Ah! <laughs> 
and I wrote a joke about it later. Meaning go for it? No, meaning, no, meaning like, it's like you don't oh, have to like work. You don't have to work. Don't go to school she's a today. teacher. Yeah. She's like, she goes, well, snow day. And and I, I was like, mom, they think you mean cocaine. We got to get out of here. <laughs> you know. But anyway, I thought you were going to say. No, it was, okay. I think it was at some uh, like, like basement church? of a church. Yes. yes. And my mom was there. Yes. And you guys were getting donuts beforehand. And I was like, yes. hello, I'm excited to see the show. That's so cool. I know. So you did get to meet my mom. I did. Okay. That's cool. It was so She's weird. a sweetheart. Yeah. But anyway, I guess I got off on a tangent, but the point is I was the youngest. Right. And so I sort of, the reason I brought that up in the first place was to say, I definitely was like entertaining my sisters and my mom. And it was just us four. And I, that's how I got my sense of humor was making them laugh for right. sure. Yeah. And we definitely had like somewhat of a traumatic childhood in that way. And we ended up having to go visit our dad in Orlando, like, and go through a lot and, and also my dad remarried and she drank a lot. So there's like a lot of precarious situations we were in as children where I was making my sisters laugh while we were just like unattended at a bar. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Or like just making fun of it. it didn't you you can relate, I'm sure it's like it, I, I always use this example, it's dark, but it's like everybody in kindergarten, draw your family. And it's like, okay, I draw these three women, and then some other kid's like, Where's your dad? And you're like, What's that? You know, like right. you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. It's just what you know. So I think in some ways I was just like, This is normal to have, you know, yeah. your stepmom throw salt at you and call you a vampire. Word. Wow. Like an energy vampire or just in general? She just got drunk and started throwing salt on us and she was like, just trying to protect your father. Like just in case you girls are vampires. I was like, wrong seasoning. It's garlic. It's garlic. Yeah. But <laughs> first anyway, and foremost. But that was one of my earliest stand-up stories was the vampire story. Oh, okay. But I had already been making my friends laugh with that, of course. And my mm -hmm. field hockey team about my mom. My mom accidentally married the local church organist. It was a disaster. Accidentally. They got married on my ninth birthday. Not, not a gift. And <laughs> I had stories about that that I would like. So it was basically like my comedy, like sort of training was just like making my teammates laugh, making my sisters laugh. You know, it's like how I think a lot of stand ups or performers start. Yeah. Everybody's like, you're the funniest. You make us laugh all the time. You yeah. should do stand up. So I heard that for a while, but it was always very scary. Stand up's scary. And I never Ugh. had access to it. So I, and I don't even think, like, I did end up getting a boombox by high school or something. But I didn't really have access to it. We weren't like a family that sat down and like watched Saturday Night Live or something. Right. So the things that I found humor and I loved and would imitate for laughs, because that was also a thing, you know, right. people are like, you're funny. And it's like, no, he's just reciting old school. Right. Yes, but, um, like, well, that's what got my... me kicked out of school because I was reciting Eddie Murphy's stand-up. Yeah. He's just dropping the M-bomb and everything. And I was and like, And sometimes you don't even know class. what it means, right? No, I had no idea what it meant. But I just had like memorized it with the inflection and everything. And I got in trouble like, as well. We got to get you out of here. What were you reciting, Eddie Murphy? I was doing some radio stuff. I said, shut your honky ass mouth. <laughs> And I didn't know what it meant. And I mean, I was like, I'm it was crazy. Is, still. What's okay. crazy is you have that bumper sticker on yeah, it your was, car right now. The whole now. thing, the, the quote was, because you know how DJs call themselves like, you know, like Frogman and Butthole or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And that so, was actually the big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I said, it's it, the guy would always say, shut your honky ass mouth, cracker boy. <laughs> like that. And so that's what I said in a presentation <laughs> for school. <laughs> and it was like, we were supposed to make a radio commercial for history class or something. Anyway, I, I definitely got in major trouble for that but um people i remember like also imitating would have been robin williams and jim carrey yes, like i love Whoopi goldberg and ellen yeah. and caroline in the city i remember loving caroline in the city why because i was like how could she afford that amazing yeah, apartment I know, it was wild. Like an illustrator. illustrator she yes. makes a comic i know 
And also that apartment was just like a long rectangle. Mm-hmm. And there were always things that also gave me bad vibes as a kid. Like married with children, it always gave me the ick. <gasps> Yes. It was interesting. Like there's there's certain things that I I remember hearing Howard Stern and thinking it was like the devil. Like a lot of stuff gave me Whoa. bad vibes too. Not the devil, but like this have is you a been bad on, man. Have you been on Howard Stern? No. Oh. No. Where I really it? never appreciated everything he did and said to women that I heard growing up. Yeah. And he may be a different person now, and that's great. But yeah, he did a lot of damaging things to women. I, I well, I remember <laughs> watching when they turned his show into a uh or his radio hour into the TV, the show, TV show, and he would just have like people jello wrestle in the studio and you're like this is a radio program what's going on i mean truly yeah. i just the thing well sorry this, much, this microphone is trying to titty fuck me oh yeah um like i remember I seeing him say stuff fucking. like very just you know casually he'd say like well you know robin what do you think is she a six yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, at her tits. Then- look at her tits though and the girl's just sitting there like, you know, yeah. like, I, I I just got such bad vibes. There's an interview of, with Anna Nicole Smith that just, like, resurfaced really? where he's just dragging her, just being like, you only fucking for the money. And it's just like, it's crazy that he was able to get away with that. But it so was, long. it's kind of what podcasts or white dudes are doing now. Oh, They're yes. doing, like, these morning zoo type things but in their podcast, which they've absolutely, it's it's all this. It's Honey, all circular. It's like the, circular. So they're creating these I know I've seen like the alpha males talking about like why you'll never have a girlfriend, and then they have women on and just like berate them and well, drag them. I always find it fascinating when like um, really famous people, specifically famous women, go on Howard Stern like recently, like yeah. Lady Gaga and like whatever, and they're like, "Oh, I grew up listening to you, and like Howard, you're so impactful." On wow. like what, like. I, not specifically yeah. her, but I've seen I her know. on the show. But like, you see these sort of like powerful people, and you're like. Wait, everyone loves Howard Stern. You know who loves Howard Stern? Who? Elliot. Really? Elliot Glazer loves Howard See, Stern. See, one of my close friends, Emily Dereza, also loves Howard Stern. Yeah. She, like, you know, she's a, well, I was trying to think of the word, someone who's like an expert on it, something. I an expert? An <laughs> expert. Yeah, an expert on it. But like, she, I was going to say something like file in the end of it, because like she can like. Oh, sure. She, Stern a file. If you, yeah, if you ask, oh. like she would know everything. Everything, That's all the people. She would know about the jello she's been listening wrestling. for so long. And I've said this stuff to her, of course. Like, I don't get it. He was so detrimental to, yeah. to women and, and the, how he was treating them. I just remember my mind being blown as a kid. Like, this is bad. Yeah. Even though like, I was also pro- taught to disrespect those women for having like fake tits and blonde hair. It's like, I was taught that they're stupid just mm-hmm. you know absorbed from society even though that's not true right and then i'm seeing them degraded in that extra way i just remember being like this is bad yeah i got that vibe from that i never liked frazier i thought he was gross just i'm trying to think of stuff as a kid that really <gasps> icked me out i watched frazier all the time you did i did my dad was super into it okay so i would watch it with him and i wouldn't get i wouldn't get a terrible feeling about it but like you're right he there's something about him yeah Ugh. i didn't like it again it's not like and then he ended up cheating on his wife with a flight attendant Oh yeah, but he also fell off that stage, and that's very funny. Oh, that's good. Are we talking about real life or the real character? real life? Oh, okay. Yeah. Work. What's his name? Heather Locklear. No. Oh, he married. <laughs> what's what's oh, his name? Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. His name? I knew it was Heather a Locklear. I knew it was a lady name. <laughs> what's his name? Yeah, Heather Heather, Heather Locklear. Locklear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Her. So so you your first stand up time was in Chicago, and you knew immediately okay, so you were a pro, and I will you got say, the bug. The thing that I always credit. Was so definitely like we all said, imitating movies, stuff like getting these laughs, telling these stories about family, like you know, fuckery, and then <laughs> I did speech and debate. I did the humorous uh, category of speech and debate, and for me in Ohio, that looked like uh, yeah, it looked like um, taking a play. You're you're 
coach found a play for you, cut it down to 10 minutes, and you play all the characters like a little psycho. And I would be like in the halls practicing. You had a different focal point for all your characters, so it would look like, and, and you'd move your feet with them, so it's like, Hi, how are you? What are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? Like that. And you would go back and forth talking like them. So That's you're the whole play. Psychotic. Yes. I have it on, on DVD. Oh, love that. Sell yeah. it. I should Put it on a t-shirt. Sell it. Put it on a t-shirt. But that was how I would stand up in front of a room, a classroom, and make people laugh. So like that's the first taste of what uh, it feels like to be a singular person in front of a room making people laugh. Right. And it wasn't my material, although my little, you get to write your own intro, mm. your own um, whatever it's called. Yeah, intro, because you, you have to name what the piece is. Like, The Lives of the Great Waitresses by Nina Shingold. Like, you, have, you get to step out of your character uh. to be like, do you ever feel like, you know, and then introduce it, and then back in. Wait, I have a, a slightly non sequitur question. Yeah. Which is, you know how these things from like high school are like burned into yes. our brains? Like how important- And I don't remember what I wore yesterday. This is what I'm saying, or yep. like what you did from 25 no to 26. It's like no idea. I was idea. trying to s- track my sexual intercourse from my period app, and I was like, no recollection. No, right. I can't remember. Last three days. I don't know. I think it was three times, twice. But then you're yeah. literally like, oh, we would – I think the monologue was on page 13 yes. of that, like, baby blue weathered mm-hmm. Samuel French book. Samuel French. It was yellow. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like that stuff is burned in our brains yeah. because of what? Our brain is younger or we just Brain haven't... younger, time passing, and uh, – I mean, our phones have absolutely just oh, destroyed our Atrophy brain. down. We're done. We're cooked. <laughs> it's bad. It's I'm a wrap. To think, I think the Excuse one time. Oh, yeah. Did you ever do musical theater? Yeah. Were you oh, ever yeah. in musical theater? Yes. Have you ever seen Wicked? I have. What are your thoughts? Um, I went and saw it at the Schuster, I think, with my mom in Dayton. That's where I'm from, Ohio. Okay, yeah. And I liked it. Like, I didn't think it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's not necessarily my, I, I don't have enough info. It's like, I saw it once, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like my piece. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't relate. <laughs> it is this bitch's piece. piece. Yeah. But, but Down. it was great, right? But it wasn't something I latched well, see, onto. Well, now I got to say, after you gave me notes about when you just saw it in New York, I was like, maybe it's not that good. And maybe it was just very of the time. But it had some really catchy songs that I also Absolutely. loved. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think the soundtrack I would is say Dear Evan Hansen probably affected me more because I went and saw that when I was working there one summer and I was like, oh my, I saw it with Ben Platt, the stage version of it. And oh, it was yeah. incredible. Back the movie the lost the plot. Age. But yeah. The movie lost the plot? I didn't no, see I just it. mean like, yeah, unfortunately. It's nowhere near what you would have seen on Broadway. Right. Yeah, Yeah, it's just very different. And when you were in Chicago, you also like were affiliated at Steppenwolf. Yes, that was my first internship. So did you like really vibe out on like seeing theater? Were you like did you because you are an actor now on television, but your main track has been stand-up. Like when you began where you're like, actually it's gonna be acting. Yes. So I think it was like, okay, so that, sorry, I brought up speech and debate because that was that. And it was also very male dominated. So that was, Mm. a lot of it was actually great training ground for what I was about to go into and I didn't know yet. Word. Um, And then Will Allen. You're like, fuck off guys, I'm doing (laughs) the thing I said. Well, I was a state champion my senior year in Ohio. Word? Oh, wow. And it's just me and all the other men. And my, and my, this sweet Nathan, I feel bad. I can't think of his last name right now. I feel terrible. But his dad, Nathan Locklear. Um, Nathan, it was actually Nathan Heather Locklear, yeah. um, took photos of like the, basically like you, the final round people stand up there and then they say sixth place, fifth place, fourth place. He made like this, such a cute picture for me that was like, and then there was one, like all the guys, four guys, three guys, uh, two guys, then just me winning. Uh, it was like uh, so sweet. Nathan's dad. I know. Nate. 
he yeah anyway was he hot the dad yes yes hot dads hot are dads like an get me issue yeah. like if you're in high school if your kid is like 16 and you're like a hot dude and you like fuck and like jerk off and like really just feel sexual <laughs> you do sex stuff i know your jizz isn't dust can i just say that like when i was in high school the dads that were around me i was like no they're yeah. all duds they maybe fuck twice a year mm-hmm. like they're just like kind of sad they're beaten down by their suburban if you're like a hot like virile Yes, like teenage father. It's over. Watch out. It's yeah. a problem. Yeah. I'm sucking You're you off problem. at the gym. <laughs> Sorry. If I go to the gym, I'll go to the gym. All right. Um, so but, Nathan's so hot dad. Yeah, he, that was a sweet memory that I had. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Me too. I'm Will currently Allen. having that memory. Will Allen, who's an actor and has a show, I think, maybe at seven. Well, he's been on their stage. But anyway, okay. we were in speech and debate together. He burned me Jim Gaffigan's CD. Oh. And that was really my intro into stand-up. I listened to it. It didn't, it didn't, I'm not, like, I love Jim and stuff. But it didn't like light me up. Like he loved him. I listened to it. And I was like, "That's really cool." Kind of like I could probably never do that. Yeah. And then I remember. Um, and then I. That's when I went to go study theater. That's when I was like, I knew I wanted to do this in some way. I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian. I did an internship. It was a disaster. A lot of poop. Yeah. She was like, "It's just mostly ripping and snipping balls. Get out." <laughs> like every time I went to explore something else, the person would, the adult would tell me not to. <gasps> wow. It was interesting. I wish more adults were like honest like that. They now. were honest with me. Yeah, I even thought about like being able to pay for school by going to Uniform Services University, and even all those guys were like, "Don't." Like anytime I would try to explore options, they were like, "Do not do this." Whoa, so then, very last crazy. minute, I decided I'm going to study theater. I went to Miami of Ohio. It's not a theater school, right? And I was just like, "I'm going to study theater." And my mom was supportive because she is a pianist, and I was like, got a bunch of scholarships, worked my ass off, and so I was able to like get get through school and not have any debt or anything like that, which is incredible Amazing. for a theater major. Yeah. I did the internship at Steppenwolf, but my freshman year there's this thing called Fool's Day and you could do whatever you want if you could if you, there were no rules or limits in your life, and I did stand up. It didn't go great, but like that was my first time trying it really. And then it wasn't until my junior year I tried it one more time in Charleston, South Carolina, and that's when the Dane Cook album was out. And Whoa. that lit us all up. Yeah, That really lit us all up because it was just so funny and so wild to us. And I tried it one more time in Charleston, and then I moved to Chicago, did a play, because I'd also, in between junior and senior year, interned at Steppenwolf. Right. So it was like I was really very into theater, and going through the school at Steppenwolf was so cool. And I learned all those things, like, you know, Meisner and Viewpoints Oof. and Viewpoints. Stanislavski. That's some wild shit. And improv with Sheldon Patinkin. It was really cool. Oh, wow. So it's like I got to do all that, and I loved theater, but then I would I got to Chicago, and it's like, I'm auditioning for like Aristophanes and I don't get it and I don't know yeah, these girl. people yeah. and I forget my lines. I'm doing a monologue. I was just kind of like, screw it. I did one play, a Bertolt Brecht play, you know, for like probably $100 for like six months of work. Right. Oh and I God. was working at the bagel shop, babysitting. I was just like, you know what? It, it was the way I describe it is just like, I'm going to take it into my own hands. Yeah. Like, I don't have to rehearse with anybody. I write it and it's on me. Yeah. So it was just very self. A contained process to be a stand-up and I was like scared but my bagel boss was like um you're so funny like I'll go and he like went with me to my first open mic and yeah that's how it started I guess is, is how is that people kind of encouraging me after a while and a while and then those initial days you wanted a lot of your friends there because mm-hmm. you needed them for the laughs right and then you don't have any new materials so you're like please don't come to any please shows. don't come yes. you're like I'm still honing my yeah. shit 
yeah, so there's like that those ways, but um I remember the first time I saw you do stand up. It was at this bar called um Town Hall, Hall Pub. Town Hall Pub, and it was like where a lot of like the improv comedians and other people would sort of go for late night drinks. And I saw Beth do stand up and it felt whether it was or not like a completely improvised set and it was so casual and i don't know if you still do it but you really do a good speaker lean oh. like you put your <laughs> yes, foot up I on do. the yeah. monitor i do it on the stool yeah and you just it's like a slow she yeah, like really yeah, yeah. slow lean right in you hold like the bottom of the mic so <laughs> yeah. you see full mic and it's just sitting right there and it's like a slow delivery you get a yeah. little vocal fry at the yeah. end of a punchline, and i just remember being like She's so badass, like so confident. Thank you. Because I have a really hard time taking my time on stage, being slow. Any dead air I want to fill, I never, I always want choreography, I always want everything planned out. And you would just sort of like let stuff linger and then just like look at the audience and then like look again at the audience and it would be a punchline and I'm like, this bitch knows what she's doing. Very slow, yeah. Sometimes it's hard for me to watch now like me be so slow, yeah. especially my first Conan set, I'm like, pick it up, pick it up bitch, you know, <laughs> to, to, today. Uh, yeah, but that's obviously growth, ideally. Like I'm glad I'm not the same as a, when sure. I started as yeah. I am now. I I feel like over the years, stand-up is often a process of becoming the person on stage who your friends love and told you to get it, to do it anyway. Yeah. You know? Right. And that takes a really long time. I, I've ta- I've gotten closer and closer to my personality probably as the years go on. But I didn't plan it. You right. know, I, I didn't, and I didn't watch stand-up, especially like I mentioned, except for those two, the CD and like I explored a little bit. I remember watching a little bit and going, stop, because I was terrified of stealing. Yeah. Oh. So I didn't want to steal from anybody or steal a persona. And that's even more, that's even more difficult now when like, memes exist and, and everybody's like, a stand up yeah. internet speak where it's like oh we're all saying this joke but if I then say this on stage I'm a thief yeah, yeah. like that's wild but, yeah yeah one of your jokes in your HBO special um, which if you're listening you, you confront me you're like is mine <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have the receipts (laughs) right here. No, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the HBO special, you should definitely go watch. It's called Girl Daddy. Shout out to your attire. You're wearing overalls in it, which I love overalls. Did anyone, I want to ask about this one joke, but I am curious. Did anyone say like, okay, so who's your stylist going to be? Like, are we going to, because, you know, people make a big deal about. They didn't want you to wear the overalls. No. What did, did, did they, they have like a bunch of you? options, or was it just like anything but overalls? Uh, they're just like I wouldn't suggest you wear those, <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna wear them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why did they did they give a reason? It, they that they weren't flattering. Oh, what? Yeah. Huh? And also like maybe not as professional as you might want to look, or like a little too casual, or like oh. a, like a big kid. Or and something. you were like, so I think I want to look like myself. Yeah. yeah. And also for whatever reason, it's just like a little. I feel safe in them. It's protecting my heart. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's just no. like you know, there are other aspects of it too. Like I I like to feel sexy. I'm not hiding my sexuality, but. I have been asked like really rude and uncomfortable questions by, I remember this particular interview with this woman who was very like trying to lead me down this road of, I don't wear dresses because I don't want to be sexualized because people want to fuck me. You know what I mean? It was just like, all right, like easy. I don't wear them because I'm not comfortable. And I'm sure that's an element of it. But like the truth is when you walk out, people are looking at you. People looking at your body. They're looking at you up and down. They're judging you for better or for worse. So if I can like, I don't know, 
minimize it or make it quick up and down. Like, yeah, it's overalls. See it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like then that's great for me. Yeah. And my tits are now like I do feel uncomfortable when I have a lot of cleavage. I wore a dress that was really low at my Largo show last month or whatever it was. And I did it almost like to test myself to see how I would feel, but I was very aware of my cleavage the whole time. Oh, Interesting. Wow. And I will sometimes affect me, obviously, if I'm thinking about it and I don't want to mention it, but it is like it's a thing. Well, yeah, it's also a thing if you're like if you're like, okay, so when you know you're telling like really sexual jokes, you're talking about dicks and you're talking about cum, yeah. like whatever, and then people are seeing cleavage versus seeing overalls. Like yes. there is a different perception. Yeah. I just kinda want you to be able to like I want to feel good and comfortable and have you just like kind of focus on the words out of my mouth. But also, yeah. yes, I like feeling or looking attractive. Like I don't know anybody who doesn't want to feel or look attractive, I guess. Me, I like to look ugly. Uh, that's fun, too. That's a different way. It is. Now agree. But, okay. like, you don't want to be. I, I, I tried not to do it too much. I, I now have a role where I, I must not help anyone I date. But I had this guy that I was dating open for me just a couple times in the road. And he, after the show, reported back for the bathroom. He's like, after, because he opened for me, and then I went on stage, and he went to the bathroom, and there are guys in there that were like, "She's so funny, but I can't like the seat I'm at. Like, I can't stop looking at her ass." You know, it's like that yeah. is a compliment, yeah, but, but it's just so interesting. Like, like yeah. that's a real. That's like, what I mean. It, it, that it is a reality. Yo, bathroom talk is <laughs> psycho. Oh, I right, have been. You go I to have the locker room. I have gone to the bathroom where sometimes clubs have your own, right? And right. other don't. And so I've gone in. I go. I'm in here. Do not talk about me. <laughs> I do not want to hear what you have to say. Whether you think I'm great or it wasn't that funny or she was okay. I was like, I'm peeing. Don't talk to That me. is amazing. You have to announce yourself. You got to announce yourself. But that's also crazy to me because I don't think, I guess I'm just used to like going to shows, but I, the last thing I'm going to do is talk about it in the theater. At the place. Yeah, it's like you get home and you text about it or right. something, but not in the room. Oh, yeah. Well, you, go to talk the about, you talk about drag queens while they're performing. Well, I talk about it to them. I like yeah. let them know I didn't like what you did. Right. And your wig line is it's busted. Terrible. <laughs> okay, the question I have about the one joke, and I think okay. it made the rounds pretty nicely mm. on the internet when the special came out, was um I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat your punchline here. I'd love to hear it. Which is uh what's that thing that uh you what do you call it when someone has sex with you and you don't want it? Yes. So you have a really great portion of your show about rape, mm -hmm. which which a lot of people would be like, "What's going on? Don't do that." Yeah, I know. What like what? Because you talked about getting reps in and yes. doing that out on the road. It took years to get to that because it is so biting and smart, but also accessible, so people don't shut down and they actually listen to what you're talking about. Like it is. Thank you. Masterful. Well, thank you. Yeah, I figured that out because. Yeah, I mean, look, I can talk about all this shit for hours and get on my little feminist soapbox, but it's like, I am annoyed, right? Like, there is a whole, there is and always has been this like rape joke controversy mm -hmm. among comics. Like, well, you should be able to joke about whatever you want. Then nothing's off limits. It's like, says the dude who's been unscathed by the world. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can talk about anything when nothing bad has happened to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course nothing's off limits because you don't freaking, you haven't felt any pain. Yeah. Life has been whew, a nice little breeze off the back of your neck and maybe your mom didn't give you enough money once. You know, so I'm just sort <laughs> yeah. of like. I'd allow it. And also for me, I'm like, why? 
just ask yourself why you're telling the rape joke. Mm-hmm. Right. And is it because you don't live at home anymore and you can't make mommy upset at the dinner table? And so you got to go make mommies in the audience upset? Yeah. Is it because you want to show you're a master of the words and you can joke about anything? You know what I mean? Like, or are you a rapist? Yeah. Why? And, and if so, and if you're not, <laughs> which is the obvious, like, that to me is the, like my obvious or what I would call like a hack way to respond to it because right. I don't want to say that. Like, oh, so, don't protest too much. I don't want to be like, well, you because that's not how they like to receive it. It's like, <laughs> fine, but why are you joking about it? I don't right, have jokes yeah. about me. Uh, you know how hard it is to decompose bodies in your bathtub? It's yeah. like, well, wait, why are you joking about that? You know, again, I'm not a murderer, but why? Yeah. Like there are also jokes. What? Here's my, what I'm trying to get at. Why are your rape jokes from the perspective of a rapist? Mm. You prior, who not an angel in life, but a, a legend and very talented, has rape jokes. Not as him as the rapist, no. but everybody's laughing. Right. You can joke about, but, but ask yourself why you're choosing this material. Why is it so important to you? I'm confused. Is it to make people uncomfortable because you don't get to do it at home anymore, and that's what gets you hard? Yeah, like it's just. There's other ways to do it, in my opinion, and I think you just that that's how I feel about it. Yes, anything can be funny. Yeah. But the minute something hits your family, or like, I don't know, whatever. That's just but the it did people do have a saturation point. Maria Bamford, speaking of her and her mom, she has this great song that they would sing about to each other when they were like, you know, when you get on your parents' nerves <laughs> and they would call it saturation points. And they would like, <laughs> it's so funny. Where they're like, We've had enough of each other. Yeah. An audience has a saturation point with any material or topic and especially on the road when I'm trying to work out all this rape stuff I was like you have like there's <laughs> like you know I can, I can only take them so far until they're done yeah. so right. I have to be very choice about what I'm trying but the key to unlocking all of it was making them say it first yes so uh, I said what's it called when somebody wants to have sex with you but you don't and they do it anyway and rape. and I go it's so much easier when somebody else brings it up <laughs> So then I Incredible. get into it That's and it's great. like, but I don't, it's like, it just took so long for me to get there yeah. because I made people uncomfortable for a long time. Then I also, I don't want to ruin the jokes for you to go watch them, but sure. I also find other ways to bring it up and talk about it. But it's just like, I went through so many, I have so many that I haven't gotten to tell because there's a saturation point. Right. I, I could have gone well, on for 15 more for minutes. Yeah, get it, get it yeah. now. <laughs> I could have gone for 15 more minutes. It's sort of like, cause I also things kept happening and I'd be around comics that are like, you know, will Cosby paid for a lot of those women's uh, apartments? I'm like, yeah, well, it is nice to cry in a shower rent free. Yeah. And why get raped for free anyway? Yeah. You know, it's just sort of like, what? Of course. It's not like. What is the but? Like, what, what, what motivates the, well, but. I know. I don't know. He was, I, I just said to that person who was a famous comic, I go, well, he was prolific. That's all I had yeah. to say. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to change you. You're friends with him. That's fine. Have That's you so seen... Well, we should actually take a break. Oh, right. And we're back. <laughs> You've been in the game. You mentioned earlier 15 years. Yeah. You um, now, I assume, are headlining most of the shows that you perform mm-hmm. at. You used to tour with fairly famous yeah, comedians. Yes. And these were maybe people that you met before they popped or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen 
changes in people from when you used oh, to just yeah. be on bills, but now they're headlining, so they oh, think yeah. everything they say is funny. Or... And now, especially with TikTok, like anybody can oh, be a headliner. Where you know, right. so it's sort of like I'll meet someone who's like, "Hi, I'm you know whatever, Stephen." Have a walk here, and they'll be like, oh, "I just did, I just did the Portland Helium," and it's like, "Oh wow, most people really do have to work ten years to get yeah. to that," and that's fine. I'm not like trying to shit on you. Like, right. go get it. Why would you turn it down? But I guess you just say like, eh. <laughs> "Do you have the forty five minutes to fill and make them laugh?" Yeah, jokes? right. And more power. You know, too, maybe you. they throw. They might be the improv ones. Yeah. They, they might just be out there. Jazz. Yeah. Or and ah, does anybody okay. have any questions? Yeah. Right. Anybody have any questions? Or like, I hey, dances. Let's yeah. let's watch the the, the, the really viral videos, and then I'll do them in for for you lot. Yeah. You'd have to get really creative with it. Which at I the mean. end of the day, <laughs> if, at the end of the day, if people are paying to see you, it's like take advantage definitely, of that. Definitely. But yeah, no. I'm but they also might not come back. I thought. But they usually do. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was like, in my head, I was like, not in a shitty way, but I was like, well, they might get them once, but after they see how bad they are, they're not coming back. Oh, they do come back. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least once or twice. Think about people in terrible relationships. They stay. (laughs) They're coming back, baby. She'll get you no matter what. But um, (laughs) I I was a new face of comedy, which in the comedy world is the Just Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal. It's a big deal. And you're chosen in this group called The New Faces, which is a showcase to show the L.A. industry who these up-and-coming comics are. And there's a new class every year. And I was the class of 2011. And in that class was Ali Wong, Gerard Carmichael, Ron Funches, (laughs) Sean O'Connor. I think Dan Soder was with us, who's great. Uh, Nick Turner. Wow. Um, (laughs) And Heather Locklear. And Heather Locklear. (laughs) But, like, those – that's crazy. That's yeah. a crazy class. Yeah. And Allie and I were the only women, and she was destroying. I was the only comic out of Chicago. So I was, like, kind of scared. Yeah. You know, it's like you go to this thing, and I was like, you have seven minutes, and I and, and you do the set that you auditioned with. I was very, and I always have been a very type A comic. I was like, I'll stick to my time. I'll... So I, I describe my showcase there as, like, my head was just right above the water. Like, I was like, I'm making it. Uh, I got this. Everything's yeah. fine. So did I blow anyone away? No. Did I bomb? No. And that's how I handle it. I was like mostly nervous. And then I would see some of these guys from New York and LA go up, not do the set they auditioned with or the ni- one they did the night before, go over their time. And I was like, oh, they were just doing oh, whatever. My mind was whatever. blown. That's so crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you can do that? I guess sometimes it pays to break the rule. Yeah, as it does. Long as it's it like does. Not an. But I want to know about Messi. Who's gotten messy? I mean, who's you don't have messy? to say their name. Who likes name. to drink? You don't have to say oh, their name, yeah. but like, who's gotten like, oh, it's gotten to their head. Like, do you've experienced that? Again, you don't have to say. No, their I'm name, trying to but... think. I mean, there were always comics, like even from our scene, that came out here and acted like a fool. You know what I mean? Like, just like came out here and like was like, "See ya, eat my dust." <laughs> and then more recently, they're like coming back around with like, "Hey, do you want a water?" And I'm like. No, (laughs) get out of here. You know, like, no, you freaking like thought you were just didn't need anybody. It's like when people are rude, it would be like being rude to the assistant at at, at a meeting you have at Comedy Central. It's like, especially Comedy Central, they're about to be the exec next week. Better watch out. (laughs) You know, like, like, you know, you don't have to be fake, but like, just be kind to everybody along the way. Right. Duh. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna surpass you. They're gonna lap you. You're gonna lap them. It's a long race, and I or a road, I should say. It's pretty interesting because we, 
um, we just did like a little bonus uh, episode behind our paywall here at the network where we got stories of like drag queens who have gotten famous, like drag queens behaving oh, badly. Oh, it yeah. And I think what's I really- I can give you behind the paywall stuff, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what's really interesting is like some people just get so overwhelmed and busy that they become yeah. like- bad communicators. I've, then, I've experienced that, but almost it feels like after the pandemic, it's almost like I'm like, I sorry I didn't respond to my yeah. best friend for three days. Right. Like I feel a little more that, but yeah. sometimes there are, I bet there's some really great opportunities in my email that I just don't know oh, about. Okay. Yeah. I get overwhelmed. We, we found the like hidden request folder on Instagram in the yes. DMs. The amount of events that I was invited to host and do that I just never saw. There was and there was like and you filmed it, but there was like a full on TV gig. Yeah, there was a TV gig sitting in the thing, and luckily we caught it. Yeah, I caught it, and then we went and filmed it and had the best day of my life. Okay, amazing. But like, it's so so they're almost real. I feel like I experienced that. I'm so sensitive and worried, and things will nag at me forever. Like I'll get a memory that like Nestor messaged me, and I was like, oh my god, wait, what? I'm already gone. Right. It's just like stuff coming at you. If I don't, I need to learn to probably respond right away otherwise it's, it's not sometimes good. i need a minute yeah i need like a day or two to think <laughs> just of a quick answer. i hear you just a quick minute okay yeah, well let's, anybody who's yeah. gone sorry sorry whatever you're gonna say well i was just gonna um move on to our little well, segment. Our yeah. next segment called food break where we asmr it well describe what this is i bought food this at 7-eleven he this bought this at 7-eleven it's called popcornopolis Okay. It's unicorn popcorn. Oh, I thought you weren't going to tell. Oh, tell what it is. No, we're going to eat it and we're going to talk about if we like it or okay. not. And I think because it's crunchy. It looks great. It might, I've got donuts in my bag. It honestly doesn't look great. This is one of those ones where you go, could, oh. th- could this last on the shelf for 14 years? Yeah, and it's like, also, why does popcorn come in a bag? They could, like, an, don't you think an archaeologist could dig this up in like 300 oh, yeah, years is... and it would just be in perfect shape? Oh, crystallized in sugar. It's almost caramel corny, right? Yeah. No, but it's just like a, a glaze. From Pop, my... Popcornopolis? I've and it tastes it. like, oh, God. Oh, this is, oh, you didn't even read what. Honestly, it... Garrett's popcorn stayed in better touch with me than some people during the pandemic. This is. <laughs> Wait, Beth, this is psycho. Really? Okay, here we go. It's gross. <laughs> but do you taste what the flavor is? Urine. It's piss with lemon. It's piss flavored. This is no. lemon and berry flavored very candy coated popcorn. But I, here's the thing. I already also have, like, can't a, stop eating. Of course. Of course. I agree with you. And it's like already coating my molar. It tastes. It's in my deep sticky pit. Like fruity pebbles? Um, But bad. But bad. Oh, yeah. But like the wrong, but wrong. This is wild and crazy. Well, you know. Uh, yeah, you're right. I did get a fruity pebble that was pretty similar to a fruity pebble. <laughs> it's the blue stuff that's on there. The okay. like, su- mm. there's so much sugar in this. Yeah, okay, I have to be done. I think I do too. I took a whole handful, but I'm gonna just do be my last pop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's give him one more. Well, you know, I have one left. So. Oh no, that was bad. The end of that was bad. Yeah. Well, well we did I it. ate a full handful and they didn't. Seems like I win foods. Yeah, break. you win food. Break. You win. You win the food break. Um. I think you'll appreciate this because I know do know that also you are a writer. Yeah. We had a previous, we had a podcast prior to this one yeah. that had a different name. We had to, you know, like we had to like 
changed names or whatever when we moved networks. Yeah. Where were you before? Are we not talking about it? You no, know, we don't talk about We don't it. talk about them. They're dead. Um, Died the fire. Whole yeah. company. We had a segment called Snack Time. Mm-hmm. And then another segment called Sex Stories. Stories. And then when we came over here, we changed it to Food Break and Fuck Talk. There was only so many things that could stay the same as the old podcast without us getting in trouble. Right, exactly. They weren't going to get in trouble. Well, they were like weirdly litigious over like a $600 podcast. It made zero sense. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, because I was like so, ours was so heartwarming and sweet. They were like, you can just have. Oh, oh yeah. that was nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, gotta, I think we got to find another home for it. But it's just, my mom wants to do it again. But, it, you know, it takes some work. It takes yeah, some like work. Is she out here now? Or is she? She's in Ohio. Ohio still. Yeah, I got her a little iPad and some beats so she could oh, zoom in. Oh, that's so great. Okay. Do you feel like you got closer to your mom during this time period? I would say, yeah. But we've always been pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've been avoiding mine. Now, let's get to the next segment. <laughs> yeah. Should we take a break? After the break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Well, well we're back. We're back. Mm-hmm. And welcome to... Fuck talk! talk! As mentioned. Um, now listen. <clears throat> we have a lot of conversation about gay sex and faggotry. Mm-hmm. And are you are you adjacent to gay Twitter? Have you been seeing what these fags are up to? I don't here's actually you know, I love that this came up and it just reminded me. I worked at Intelligentsia in my Too many early gays. days. Too many gays. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Canceled. That's canceled. She she agreed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm canceled. I would go on my break or whatever. This is early days of comedian, and like I still was tweeting, which I don't anymore. Who cares? But I was like checking my Twitter, and I saw at the work computer, I'm like, oh no. I think it might have been Chris Crocker, his, her page, Mm -hmm. when it was them. Formerly Chris. Yeah, formerly Chris. Uh, And then like, you know, some actual just full on like naked dick jerking off and I was like oh, I'm at work like and I actually didn't know that was allowed on Twitter okay so that was around 2012 okay <laughs> don't look so at there's my that. Twitter right there's that but then more recently um, I was on there again and I'm trying to remember where I was or what year this has to have been in the last few years I was scrolling still and I saw some more gay sex and I loved it and it was turning me on this is something new for me oh yeah wow. I was just like oh my god like I'm watching it and loving it it's it was gay sex and blowing and men all together like a lot of them and I was just sort of like oh, a big group. I really don't know how I got here I just actually do I not that. wait that I description d- reminds me of in the birdcage when they're looking at the plates <laughs> oh yeah it was gay sex and there was blowing and it was all men and I loved men I loved it yeah I don't know how I got there I do think it was uh, again um Chris Crocker, f- formerly, yes. like that's who Kara. I had, Kara now, or Kara, who she is. But at the time, I was following them, and they had retweeted, because I think they were, I don't know what they're still up to necessarily, but they no, were but doing for that for a while. Porn. They, they were, were doing they porn. They had a yeah. full-blown OnlyFans. Yes. They were yeah. working. And all she respect was, to them, I'm sorry that wilding. I've been struggling with the the names. I just mean, like, that's at, at the time, time how I yeah. met yeah. them. And and so, and, and we've exchanged some messages over the years, because I've always been a fan. And... um. Anyway, so that was when they were doing that type of porn mm-hmm. and retweeting people. So the, again, it pops up in the feed. I'm like, I don't know how I got here, but then I'm clicking around. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> 
and that's how I discovered I like I get turned on by gay porn. Oh, that's crazy. I know, and I and I've sort of just like I just found it interesting. Well, just be wary because we as a people are, um, as Nick Cannon would say, whiling out. Okay, so tell yeah. me what's going on because that was just sorry to derail us. No, that's fine. We, that's my. I don't are want you to see shooting okay. crocs out of people their butts, okay. sitting on banister it's rails. Been wild. It's just like the pandemic happened, and now everyone wants to put anything large up their butt. Anything okay. you could find. Like, wow. Maybe an octopus. Oh my goodness. Maybe it's still moving. That sounds like something that's I, more doable. I think it was dead. Or you know how sometimes if you get like an octopus and you put that soy sauce like... on it, it like slaps around. Because <laughs> it's dead. Some sort of They were a using a soy sauce based lube. lube yeah. yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> no, so yeah, okay. Well, okay. My, like, my question. Did that person to... get in trouble with PETA? That's what I that's said. That's what I'm saying. You that's think what that I... would something. I don't I want, want that them to happen. No, I do. I don't want animals. In your no, butt. We're not no, doing we're not all doing that. that. God. Yeah. Um, no, we're, I'm we're, curious. We had to get over the hamster thing for decades. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway. We're going to an octopus gate. Yeah, exactly. Or snake gate. Yeah. Snake. Or banister. Oh, the snake, dumpling. The dumplings. Frogs, banister. Sand. Sand. It's a lot, Beth. Sand, loose sand. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's like your worst nightmare. It, I remember the um, my he mom's said new it puppy felt kept. Great. Oh wow, my mom's puppy. We took it to the lake. It kept on licking the water, which also meant it was taking in some of the sand. So, and salt. then it was just shitting painfully, like <clears throat> like sandpaper out its butt afterwards. That's how I'm imagining it. This young man liked pushing Loved the it. sand out. Okay. Said used well f- over three cups. Used a funnel, funnel to get, to get it, it, in. it in, and then pushed it out for the cam. Wait, best oh, part wow. on the beach. He's on the wow. beach. Yeah. So there's like you can hear the ocean in the background. It's beautiful. Back into nature. That's right. Yes. So, so you, my, well, I wrote this down on the outline yeah. um, that says uh, you uh, fuck men. <laughs> I do. We talk about gay sex. Uh-huh. But what's going on with straight sex? Is yeah. it good? No. I wasn't having a good time even early on with the person that I was seeing. Yeah. Because this is, I've been really ruminating on this. This is kind of <laughs> one of those jokes that's going to take me probably years for it to all fully come together. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, one of the things was like, you know when you met a guy and you're just like, know that you're the first woman he's ever made come? Like just because uh, like you had to say what to do and yeah. got got what you needed or whatever. Right. It's just like, and they're so fragile. Like, it's not that I'm trying to emasculate you and say, like, you're so bad in bed. It's like, they're just like, take my advice. Yeah. And, and it's almost like them saying, well, I watched this porn where this woman loved getting pounded at 50 miles an hour with a massive cock. Oh, did she love it? Or was that written by a man, shot by a man, paid by a man? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And I don't mean, I don't know the answers. There has to be probably some women out there that do like yeah. that. Everybody is not the same, and I know that. But I just am struggling with men watching porn and then thinking the women want that. Yeah. And I don't. It's a self fulfilling thing because as much as I want to say like women stop making men think we like this in porn, and it's like, well, how are they going to get out of that? Yeah. Say no, then someone else takes the job and they right. don't work. So it's like, it's how do we stop it? Is my question because then even me who considers myself like strong and outspoken, and most times with most partners, I'm I'm now able to say exactly want what I want to get what I want. Unfortunately, right. this guy said something to me that actually shamed me, and I haven't been able to like come with him quickly or well or like say what I need as much. It's very upsetting, oh, no. and it's bad. And um, I've been working through that, but it's like how do I – oh, I lost my, the thought there uh, where I was going with that. 
Like, how do I say what you're doing is actually not what anybody wants? And yet, for the lo- early part of our relationship, he would be doing that, and I would be playing along like I liked oh, it. Oh, you set yourself up. And I think it. I think it was because in me is like, don't leave. I want yes. you to like me, or let me earn your trust wild animal so right. that I can train you to do the thing I want which is sit next to my lap while I watch TV and feed you the little treats you know what yeah. I mean whatever it is like you know it just feels like I'm training a fuck boy to to have intimacy well that I mean that's that's also an interesting thing when like the goal is like do you ever just like hook up with people or it's always sort of dating towards a longer I thing? had someone who was like a friends with benefits which shocks me because that's not my nature like okay. I definitely like latch on a little too soon I, I don't I don't relate to that entirely in that I'm like move in like it's not right. that mm-hmm. it's more like definitely get attached when there's intimacy but with this particular person I appreciated him because he was so honest with me the right. whole time oh, okay that's all I realize I need is because because when I love I it sounds so cheesy but it's like I really love you sure so if you don't let if you tell me that like hey don't actually give me your all because I would like to explore other people yeah. it, it opens it up for me to care a little less to give myself a little space and to say when you come over we sleep together and it's fun and we're safe right and then you can leave and I'll also talk to other people like I'm shocked that that worked for me but it worked because he was honest. Like even one time he was like, just to let you know, I just came from someone's house and I hooked up with them. Yeah. Do you still want to? And I was like, yeah, because you told me. Right. And because we're using condoms. Like, yeah. But that also blows my mind that I was able to do that. But it's right. the honesty part. It really is. Because I've had this guy who was lying to me early on about things. He, oh, did, he no. doesn't consider them lies, but it's like, I didn't want you to get mad at me. It's like, I, Moshe, I did his part. You know Moshe and Natasha? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was on Endless Honeymoon last night and he, he was, you know, rattling off some fun AA quotes or whatever and one of them I think he's that's what he attributed attributed them to but you know the trust bucket it fills by the drop but can be emptied with just one kick oh Oh, absolutely that's real and that's what I'm dealing with I think there's a really interesting difference between obviously like sex between a man and a woman Mm -hmm. versus sex between two men I obviously think there's not a hard and fast rule in general. Right. Like everyone's different. But in broad broad terms, you know, there's just like a lot more. Uh, I had a very interesting conversation with a man uh, over text yesterday where uh, he was like, hey, you should come over. Let's have sex. I was like, great. We made a plan. Meatball yeah. is shocked that I ever make a plan. But the plan, was for, plan. plan was for Thursday. He works nights. I Never was gonna, works out. A I was, sex plan. Going to go over in the morning after his night shift. Okay. And I said, "Um, who fucked you last? And he was like, you did in February. (gasps) And I was like, oh, uh, what do you mean? And he was like, is that shocking? And I'm like, well, you're good looking. You're hot. The sex is good. Like, are you not sexually active? And he was like, no, I'm good. Like, I have sex. And then I'm like kind of good for a month or two. And then I'll have sex again. And I was like, oh, I have a lot of sex. And he was like, what are you saying? And I was like, I'm just saying that I've probably fucked 25 people since I saw you. Mm -hmm. Do you still want to have sex? And he was like, do you think I'm going to get an STI from you? And I'm like, you could. Yeah. Like, I'm getting tested again in a week or so because I get tested every three months. But he was like, well, let's wait until after you're tested. And I was like, "Um, well, let's schedule it 
48 hours after I get tested because I will wait for my results. And then if I don't fuck you, I will fuck someone else. Yeah. yeah. But it was just this interesting thing where I was, it was like. It was nice of you to be honest. Sure. He, he initially probably he thought need... that you were like being like bragging or trying to hurt him maybe. Like, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just trying to think of how someone might perceive it. Not that you were. But you might say like, wait, wait, why are you telling me? Right. You know, <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, it is good to be honest. Like, just so you know, here's where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm yeah. dealing with a lot over here. Literally at this point, I'm like, I only want to have sex with people who like I see at sex parties because I just don't ever want to feel bad about like risk or like. Uh, uh, you're the only person I made an exception to in my relationship. Right. And now yeah. I know that you're like out in these streets, like whoring it out. And it's like, yeah, that's what I'm up to. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like, uh, and, and this is me, like, like we said, our worlds are different and mm -mm. we're talking about it. Do you feel like that is something that you will and continue and want to sustain? Like, is that, is this, or is it something where you feel like I've gone up, I've gone down? In the I sense that of like, I feel like I'm or... in this moment mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, I want to sort of like go to sex parties yeah. and explore the world yeah. and see what's happening, especially, you know, bringing it full circle post pandemic. Yeah, like, getting back out there. But I don't know that for the rest of you my can't life. Know. No. Yeah, can't of know. course. But I don't, I definitely don't have the same sort of like urge or internal drive to be partnered up and like have some sort of not only monogamous but even just have a relationship like mm -hmm. i don't have that i know some people who like you, they date with end goal in mind i'm yeah. like i date with like could we fuck and then are you fun to hang out with like those are the only things yeah. i think about whereas other people are dating like are you husband material yeah are you in a pretty woman situation where you don't kiss <laughs> Yeah. No, I love to kiss. Spit in my mouth. Well, that's not a kiss. But do you think Can I? <laughs> okay. Also, I'm dripping sweat. We're gonna wrap up soon. It's getting You're really hot in to here. To no, dripping. But do you think that he maybe wanted something more? Or? He is not. He like, is, is he not. Yes. He uh, is because, like very. Because when you are over, are you being your charismatic self? So he probably fell in love with you or something. Yes. Well, well he, I mean, don't give him all that. He okay. is someone, I will tell you, he is someone that I've been knowing for a long time. Okay. I met him off the apps years ago when I lived in New York. Okay. He used to Skype me while he showered, and I would watch him shower That's while I was cute. like working at home. Uh, and cute. I was in an open relationship. I f flew down to Florida for a gig, and I ended up fucking him in a hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we hooked up in San Francisco once we hooked up. And then when I, when we crossed paths again in LA, he was married oh, wow. and the marriage has since dissolved and he had a really bad sex life in the marriage and he like, whatever. And I was like, he basically said, I've been through my like slutty period. Yeah. I had oh. that in the past. Now for me, it's just like, I don't need sex that much. Well, but okay. I really, I think he's great. So I'm like, I'm like, I'll let you know yeah. when I have my testing appointment, yeah. and you'll be the first one I fuck after I get my results, yeah. and then I'll see you in three months. And then because that makes him feel special, <laughs> right? And that's the trick like yeah. that it takes to that's get the nice. hole. Yeah. And I'm saying this too, like people are so like I've been wild without condoms and stuff, but yeah, I don't even I haven't used a condom in like five years. He's in a thing, but okay. nor have I. So you, but even when you're being wild, you don't. Yeah, because no. the vibe at these parties now with like prep, you know about prep. I here's the thing. Of course, when you say it, it's like I know. And yeah, it's, is it? A, it's a, a oral... daily pill that you take that yeah. basically significantly reduces your risk of uh, contracting HIV. And if someone is HIV positive and they're on their meds and they become undetectable, mm -hmm. if they're undetectable and you're on prep, it's literally impossible. Okay. 
right? Yes, I mean, impossible. It impossible. So it's sort of like fun gay birth control. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it truly That's exactly, exactly. What it is. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a joke on Drag Race recently where they're doing a roast of Ross Matthews, and it was like, Ross Matthews, you're so gay. Your favorite candy is prep. Oh, okay. Right. Cute. So it's yeah. like in that vibe, right? He's like, it's Pez. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah. So most of the time, when you go to these places where people are really okay. just wow, like and everyone is on prep. When you say these prep. places, this is. I hope it's not. I'm just being no, curious. Let's get no, to the bottom this of it, is. I always have. Well, I'm questions. curious about well, your he, timing. That's listen, that magician can wait. Now, <laughs> but but I was gonna say like where because there are I, sex I, the clubs. Guy, in this guy I was seeing actually was very into this world. Swingers? Oh, pineapple yeah, upside down. Me, which is so unlike me. Yeah. And is that what the lies were that he doesn't consider lies? But uh, you... the, the lies were basically continuing. You're gonna die if I talk. People, when I say this stuff, people are like, "Beth, are you okay? You're amazing. Why would you put up with this?" That's usually what happens. Oh, okay. Um, oh, no. But yeah, like I threw up birthday. But you were like, "He's six mm, Sorry. No, he, he's. From his mouth, he's like, tall guys get away with a lot. And I'm like, <laughs> You're like so you know. Tell me about it, stud. But uh, no, like I threw a small birthday party for him. Uh-huh. And basically still pandemic time. And I rented a little theater. It was meant to be like really small. And then these two girls show up that I didn't know. And I've been dating him for like. Oh, that's a lot like, of counting. Yeah, oh, like, no. That was almost, more than two hands. Yeah, just, yeah. It was like at least, <laughs> if we're going to undershoot it. Nine months or something. Oh, no. that's, that's yeah. so. These girls show up, and I was like, "Hey, how are you? Like, who are you? You know, Lena. I wasn't like, I'm me. So I wasn't like, who are you? <laughs> I was like, hey, what's up? How do you know Chris? And they're like, we met him on Hinge. I was like, when? You know. Uh-huh. And then my first question was, he didn't make you come, right? And she was like, no. And you were like, ah! I'm talking about. Ah! It. Oh, you meant sex, or you meant come to the party? Oh, uh, sex. <laughs> yeah. Ah! I, w- I needed to know. Yeah. Because I was like, I've really been putting up with it. And so, so she said no. No. And it's also like, I was like, okay, you want to go to the bathroom and talk? And he walks by. He's like, oh, no. I was like, oh, no, you did this. You invited them. Yeah. So I went to the bathroom and talked with them. had a nice conversation. She gave me her number. was very kind and open and stuff. But what ended up happening is that created this sort of mistrust in me. Because it's like, I said invite people that are important to you. And if I'm introducing myself to these people who you met on Hinge who you used to hook up with, like, and they are important to you, great. Like, why haven't I met them yeah. seven months into our relationship? I've met every one of your other girlfriends. Right. Like, it wouldn't have been – we've all fucked before the person. Yes. Right. I'm grown. Yeah. It's a matter of, like, did you want to tell me who's invited to this small gathering of a theater I rented? I paid for everything. I'm – do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. No, it's, not, it's just felt sense. like, tell me. So then I can know, and why wouldn't I know if she was important to you before? Right. Yeah. So I, that established a deep mistrust in me, among other things. That's crazy. And he was already like I the way things he was telling me like this is me you know being sensitive and like loving and like wanting intimacy. I had also stopped hooking up with other people sooner than he did. I didn't know I had to tell him to stop. Mm, that also was that's upsetting for me. Weird. Because again, it's like the no condom thing. I'm just like, how could you? And where did you find the time? Because we were always together. It felt like another betrayal. Felt I was like, sneaky. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So that sucked. Then that thing, and then uh, I'm someone who very much values privacy. I would never. Oh, my friends. Uh, anyway, who values <laughs> privacy? Like I would never ask for your 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 password or say, right, can I yeah. go through your email? In fact, I've never done that. In fact, someone said that to me. I remember when I was 25, and I was like, red flag. Right. Yes. Giving you my info. What? Trust me. Like you can trust me. The t- only one time I've checked someone's phone was a. a an abusive guy, and I was right. Okay, I found what exactly like, it was my spidey sensors healing. I looked at his phone once. That was like years yeah. and years ago. 
never since, never had a problem since. Right. I've never been this jealous or dealt with these feelings. We, He and I were going, this is now in September. So that was his birthday, July. A couple months later after that incident, um, we're going in to eat at Bestia. He goes to check in. We get, I'm getting out of the car. He's already in the restaurant and I'm following behind and the valet goes, miss, your husband forgot his phone. He, the valet hands me his phone unlocked and I looked. Oh no. And he's still talking with that girl and another girl and they're sending like photos and she's like sending lingerie saying, do you think my guy would like this? Sending porn that uh. they like. And it's a genre of porn that he hasn't told me he likes because, and his reasoning is because I've been sexually assaulted, he thought I might not be into like S&M type stuff, which is very, very different yeah, realms. Right. Yeah. But if you don't talk to me about that and we've been dating for almost a year, I don't know you're into something that you're seeking from people that used to, not may come, with it. <laughs> so it's like, I can't help you with yeah. that if you're not telling me just like, so that's what I, that's what I've been dealing with. And are you, would you say, like, because you're being very open and, like, honest, and obviously we're sitting here in front of microphones, like, yeah. are you guys, like, working through that and feel good about that? Like, does it feel yeah. like the most adult relationship because you can sort of name all these things and, like, talk about we it? We need to go to therapy. Work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have been once. Like, yeah, I've broken so up with heavy. him twice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, I always joke for disciplinary actions, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it is heavy. And especially I think the last couple of days have been extra. Uh, I don't know why. It's a, yeah. I think a couple of things happened. And also someone I used to date sort of popped up. Uh-oh. And they are like, to you know. Yeah, and it was just sort of like. Did they make you come? Oh, yeah. Oh, and it was well, so really easy so and adult. Yeah. But it's like, I, but that's the thing. I, I will just say because he started therapy after I broke up with him a second time, there has been so much change. Mm. And so he's like kind of over and he's younger than me by seven years mm. and he keeps saying stuff like but i have changed so much and and i'm like and i recognize that and i appreciate it but like it might not be enough and i'm coming from like like the trust bucket's literally been knocked yeah. over so like you have to be working so hard to be with me and instead you're acting like it's a chore yeah. like i was the word feels sometimes overused but like he showed up to a show of mine last week in chicago with like he had a new phone cover that so you can't see <gasps> Girl. That triggered me, right? Yeah. I was like, "So what's That's up with that?" Up. He goes, "It was the cheapest one." It's like no, he'll always give. No, it's not. not the it's extra. One. We all always know. give. I have one. But it's see, called the, the confidential thing. case. I'm over here dealing with it, right? Yeah. And he's telling me he loves me. There was even messy stuff with that girl afterwards, where he said, "Can she come to my show?" And I was like, "I don't. I get why you're asking me, but like after everything that just happened, yeah, it's like, what are you doing in therapy? Period. Is just... she so important to you? And again, if she is, like." It's not that I, I don't hate this woman. It's right. just very confusing. She wasn't sending you inappropriate stuff and you were sending her, you made a fool of me privately. Right. You're not respecting me privately. So yes. he well, has listen. changed so much and the sex is better. Okay. Oh, that's good. Like he went on, down on me forever last night, but I'm still struggling to tell him exactly what I need. Right. Because the one time I did, he like shamed he me. Took it, uh, yeah. So uh-huh. I'm like, there's a lot of. Work on is my end, pit, and I'm tired pit, right piss. now. And I need him. Is it piss stuff? Yeah. Piss play? Water sports. Water sports. No, it was so simple. It oh. was just like, you're grinding too hard on me. And he like said, it is funny, by the way. He said, ease up. You're grinding really hard on me, Tony Hawk, or something like that. It's a little funny, um, <laughs> which bothers me. But it was like, oh, you, I just don't think he liked that I was taking control. Yeah. It's also like sex. 
<laughs> Sorry. Especially after like picking me up and fucking me in the air, I'm like, I think you can handle it. Right. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, big guy. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, if you're listening to the show and you yourself want to um, drag me? the shit out of your, your current partner, <laughs> you, you better call in. in. To 213-526-9180. But actually what we should say uh, before we end is that uh, we have an advice episode coming up with Pinche. Yes. So if you are a loyal Sloppy Seconds listener, you remember Pinche, baby, baby, baby. has been on the show numerous times answering your advice uh, uh, queries. So send those in by email or voicemail. And subscribe to Mom Network so that you can Mom watch Plus. the video. Yeah. We have it. two video episodes coming out this month. Later this month. Later this month. And yeah. If, and if you're like me, you'll hear the advice and absolutely not take it. <laughs> Beth, where can people Red find flags. you on the internet? BethStelling.com. Work. And go ahead and go on to HBO Max and stream that Beth Stelling special, which is amazing. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and I'm on the road. I'm in Austin. I don't know when this comes out, but. You'll be, you have the Largo show in LA when this comes out and then also Sweet. something else. Wonderful. But all your dates are on the website. That's true. Yeah. Um, if you live in Dublin, May 20th. Oh, okay. Work <laughs> Dublin. Dublin. Are you going to do the whole Irish thing dog. with an Irish accent? Yes. 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 Uh, thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. And you can... thank you, Beth, for yes, being here. Thank you, Beth, for having me. That's going to be such a good episode. Yeah, I'm so I'm excited. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. Reminder, we have, oh, we did it. Send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or call in with your own fuck talk story or whatever you want to 213-536-9180. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper G- Jelly and Spiciest Meatball. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Goodbye. Goodbye. William Pitts. Doodle doo doo forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.